Wir gehen jetzt in den Wassers los. It's Deinen Freundo, Seth, I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Listen! Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. This is IGN's Nintendo Show. My name is Philip Mewson, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we've got a very, very special Super Mario Odyssey spoiler cast today. Now, I know that 
a lot of you guys have been waiting for this for a while. We've been waiting to do this for a while. I know we're very excited. Um, but first, we're going to address some quick news. But before we do all of that stuff, I would love to introduce my panel. Um, starting right over here to my right, we have Mr. Per Schneider. Hello, Hi. Per. Nice to meet you, Philip. Nice to meet you as well for the uh, 57th time well, this month. For the 50th time. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we're doing the spoiler cast. I guess we're going to do it in a way where, you know, if you've only played half of the game, we'll be mindful of that and kind of work our way through that. Is that right? Yes. So people are not going to drop off. Okay, cool. Yeah, All right, absolutely. I'm ready. And then right over here to my left, we are joined with none other than Brendan Greiber, sitting in for Brian Altana. How are you doing? Greiber. I apologize. <laughs> Everyone gets it wrong except Pear. He never got it wrong. I got one. Greiber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, means it's nice to meet you for the first time on a podcast. Yes. It's, it's been great. a while since I've been back. Good to be sitting next to you as well. And uh, you actually worked on our Super Mario Odyssey wikis. That's right? true. Uh, all one billion power moons and counting, all purple coins. Uh, check it out. It's really good. Yeah. Awesome. It's good wiki. Cool. You need and help, then... Zach. Oh, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> it's time to jump up, superstar. Uh, I'm Zach Ryan. Here I am on the podcast with uh, the guys. So, doing the Nintendo thing. So last week we had the Jonathan Dornbush in your spot. And it was I heard just that. Really weird. Yeah, you know what Dornbush said? He said, "Ooh, how about the Killers?" It's not even a band that I like. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I felt really slighted by that, to be honest. Oh, Perry, you got a real international Playboy thing going on today. You got like a little like a, uh, you know, just vest you know open, and you got it's the super cold in the in the Bay Area. Right. Area. Super cold meaning not freezing points. So anybody from Europe or <laughs> right. the super Midwest cold. is like, Read come on. 40 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? Uh, no, but it was really cold outside, but now it's hot in the studio. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's very cold here in our Bayside weather time, but, um, warming up a little bit. Now we'll start with the news, I oh. guess. Right? Yes. I'm working on those transitions. Killer segue. Yep. I'm warming, good. I'm warming up those transitions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Um, well, a little bit of news just to sort of get this out of the way. Um, but definitely nothing to be overlooked. We finally have a release date for Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, or at least a worldwide release mm-hmm. date. And it's going to be available on November 22nd. So if you live in Australia, you, in Australia, excuse me, you might have been playing this for the past month or so. I know I've been playing it. Have you guys been playing it in the office? No. No, I don't know. Australia. You, Philip. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, I don't have an Aussie phone. Yeah, I fly it over now. I, I'm waiting. I but am, uh, but I am, we've we've had it here in the office. So I've I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it being played, and obviously we we reviewed it, and mm-hmm. it it had a positive score. I think it got a eight out of ten. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, I I like the Animal Crossing games, and uh, I'm I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out. I, I'm stupid excited for this game. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing to me has always been a game that is better in a mobile platform. So like, I really like New Leaf a lot. Um, this looks really fun, and for all intents and purposes, like talking to Dornbush about it, he reviewed it. I mean, this is just a full-featured Animal Crossing yep. game that you just play on your phone. So Want to be friends with the animals? Yeah, I'm going to make yeah. a Friendship lot of rating. a lot of critter pals. That's yep. my goal. Yep. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one, and I'm just I'm actually really looking forward to just Nintendo's mobile movement in general. Like the more uh, mobile games we get from them, I think the better. I'm playing Heroes like religiously. Like, oh, really? Fire Emblem is really like the updates they keep coming out with. Like mm-hmm. every other week, it's like, hey, here's more stuff. Here's more free stuff. You have a five star hero. Go have him. Like, yes. Yeah, they definitely they looked at mobile successes out there and they learned from them and figured out how to uh, how to just, uh, you know, kind of keep keep a game alive with updates like that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that strategy is like with Animal Crossing. Cool. And then moving on from there, uh, we did have a Splatfest this past weekend. So if you're a Splatoon fan, um, hopefully you participated in that. It, no. 
you know. I missed it again. <laughs> you missed it? No. It's always the week before Splatfest. I'm like, all right, cool. We're, we're all going to play in my house. We have four copies of Splatoon in the house, too. Did and anybody then, play? And then, no. my oh. da- Even my daughter forgot. And I'm like, such a lapsed uh, inkling. I, I think the world... Oh, sorry. No, 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 Something no, no. always happens and I forget. And the then, world, like, the day later... Oh. There's a sigh of relief when, when Team Schneider is not in a Splatfest... Because I've I've gone against your your whole your whole team, it's terrifying. Well, we uh, apparently we're out You're of brood. practice now. Yeah. Like the, the yeah, brutals, the, the attack brood. They it's awesome. They avenge me. Like if somebody <laughs> kills me, I'm like, oh man, I got nailed. They all like, Shoo! it's yeah, like little it's like, more like the Shadow of War captains. Yeah. They just like avenge him. <laughs> it's a rare it's a rare moment of family unity. Usually we're all screaming. And for <laughs> for as much and religiously as I played that game in the first couple months that it came out. I've, I've really dropped off and I, I feel like a real gamer's guilt about it because yeah. I, I love but Splatoon it's so 2. Good. Yeah. And, uh, this, this particular Splatfest had a, uh, a theme that I was invested in. It was fantasy versus sci-fi. And the last poll that I saw from Nintendo, it was split almost 50-50. So I'm sure those, ma- the matchmaking great. was really great. Yeah. And I totally slept on it. I was actually working <sighs> on our Battle Chef Brigade review. So I didn't get a chance to play anything but Battle Chef this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I was real bummed. And then you have to, de- the next day you have to deal with the, the guild where Lily looks at you and Lily is all <laughs> like, did you play? And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Shout out to Lily. She, I think she plays every waking hour. I played yeah. like, an hour over the weekend for uh, Team Sci-Fi. Nice. No, I'm sorry, Team Fantasy. Oh, yeah. boo. Yeah. <laughs> no longer nice. Even though Team Fantasy uh, essentially did win the popular vote and the solo battle, um, Team Sci-Fi did win the team battle, no. I guess. Um, so I try and play uh, for this Splatfest. I've sort of drifted away from Splatoon 2 since launch, unfortunately, but I definitely always try and come back for the Splatfest. I haven't played this past one, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, uh, Pokemon Bank has also been updated um, to version 1.4, which means that it's now compatible with Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which uh, so if you have Pokemon that you want to transfer over to the Pokemon Bank, you can now do that, and that's very exciting. I can't believe that wasn't ready um, for day one. That's such a big misstep, I think. Um, and it must have been very frustrating, I guess, for a lot of the avid Pokemon players out there as well. So it's that's a nice good. little feature to have for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's help, a, you help know you when complete it, your Pokedex. Yeah. Whenever you're dealing with deploys or updates, there are all these things that can slow you down. You, you know, last minute QA bug or dealing with another platform, right? Like a publisher saying we're going to publish our game on iOS, for example, they don't know exactly when Apple signs off on, on a release. And it's like, I, I can see how it's complicated to always sync it up, but I mean, good to see that it's now, yeah. you know. It now. happened within yeah. like less than a week of launch. Yep. So I think that's definitely a good thing to take okay. note of. Um, and then last but not least, our um, ARMS has a, a new fighter. Can you guys believe it? Officially, there's a new fighter. Uh, his name is Misango, I believe. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I... Also fell off the boat of ARMS a little bit. I don't play it too much anymore, but I know that this is pretty exciting. I mean, I just love that Nintendo keeps adding mm. um, free content updates Isn't to a lot of their... Third DLC character? Yeah, I exactly. So, yeah. so, I mean, we just keep getting new stuff, like, more and more so um, to ARMS and to their other, like, you know, there was a, I guess, a free content or free DLC that came to Breath of the Wild as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah, for Xenogears. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Xenoblade. Why do I always do that? What a lot of people think? do. Like Zeno Zeno Gears? Gears? Yeah. You're old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but are you going back in for arms? 
yeah, definitely. So I, I, I have a tendency, I have a tendency. I try to play new characters when they come out, but I've also sort of dropped off. Like I was playing competitively a lot when it first came out, mm-hmm. but now it's mostly just to kind of see what what the new stuff looks like. And I like that they're they continue to support uh, arms with these wackadoo characters like this dude. He's better than that terrifying lollipop clown, the last one that they put oh out. My God. So that's a little yeah. less nightmare inducing. The element um, of fear. You it's you reviewed arms for us. Are you still keeping up with it? Uh, when I can, I didn't get to play this new character. I think I probably will over the, over the break. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like, I've always loved their party system. Yeah. Uh, and just getting more arms is a better, better thing. Like, how many arms do you want? As many as I can. Like, like, like seven or eight arms? No, probably okay. like 20. Ooh. <laughs> That's a lot of arms. Yeah. Like Harry House and Kali. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Harry House and Kali. Old school. Yeah. All right. That, that's not just old school, dude. Old. That's ancient school. I love You're the t- Harry House movies. So good. <laughs> anyway, that's a different podcast <laughs> for much older people. The Harry House podcast. Yeah, Stay tuned right, right yeah. here on IGN. The Harry House Happy Hour. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. Look him up if you don't know him. Amazing animator. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It's gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Super Mario Odyssey, NBA 2K18, Fire Emblem Warriors, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day. So ask yourself, how many moons can you find in Super Mario Odyssey for 54 cents a day? Oh, and you don't even have to leave the house. The games come right to you. And hey, they rent movies too. Normally, a Gamefly trial lets you only check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash voice chat, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it out today at Gamefly.com slash voice chat. Um, all right, so that wraps up our news segment. I wanted to kind of fly by that because we have a ton of stuff to talk about and catch up on with Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, this is going to be a massive spoiler cast. I mean, we're going to basically be covering everything. Like, our, we're going to be sharing our, favorites, our favorite moments uh, from the game, our favorite costumes, maybe some of the hardest moons. Um, and I just kind of want to get started with everybody's, uh, I guess... Let's go with everybody's – you know what? Why don't we just start from the beginning? Let's start at the Cap Kingdom um, yeah. and talk about, our, talk about our favorite moments or maybe most interesting aspects of the Cap Kingdom. And mm-hmm. if anything sort of stands out from your experiences yeah. um, there. And if you're watching the video version of this uh, of this year's show, we'll we'll try and pipe in footage, and then we'll warn you as we're getting deeper into the the game. Obviously, you know we're not going to talk about the ending before telling you that we're going to talk about the ending. Yeah, if so we can go if we can go in chronological order, yeah, you can you're, duck out when exactly you're, yeah. duck out when you feel like you're at the end of the level. But Cap Kingdom. I thought the game starts off so like stylishly, like awesome. Like I love that there is, it starts off with this kingdom that's all kind of black and white, muted colors. Like the grass is obviously like the felt from the, the hats and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's, it's cool. The one thing in hindsight is that. Um, that, that I didn't like is that some of the challenges you can complete later aren't unlocked yet, right? Like when you come late, back pretty later. Much nothing unlocked. Yeah. You, you, it, it feels very empty and just kind of lets you get to grips with the controls, which is like the garden from Mario 64. I like that, but I was, I was so obsessive. I ran, ran around and I threw my hat at every light. Oh, sorry, I tried to turn yeah. on the lights because I'm like, there's got to be a moon for that, right? Yeah, I but did like, the same exact thing. But there's yeah. nothing like that in the beginning. That was my only kind of criticism about how the game opens up. 
Um, but when you come back later, obviously, there are so many different challenges. And I really love the concept of this deadly fog that has things hidden in it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like their platforms or like you can take over a frog and get higher or you uh, or a flying Goomba. Um, uh, it's... Uh, it's it's a really cool level, I think. It was definitely very stylish to start out with. I mean, being able to like look against the background and see like the hazy yep. outlines of the whole like town around you. Yeah. I think they hid how small the level was pretty well mm-hmm. just by like the vistas, and you could even see Cascade Kingdom in the background. It's like shining light in the distance. I think it's the only kingdom where you can see another kingdom in the distance. Yeah, so that was a nice touch. Yeah, I, I really like the aesthetic. Um, it, to me, it looks and sort of sounds like uh, uh, Halloween Town from Nightmare Before Christmas. It's yep. kind of got this like black and white vibe with all these like gnarly metal fixtures and stuff. And I, I really dug that. Um, I too had an issue sort of at the beginning with it that it just wasn't very interesting to me the first it's a time. Warm around. up, yeah. But I feel like that's I mean that's kind of every kingdom in this game. Like that that the first go around they sort of telegraph where where you're going to find these power moons. So coming back later in the game, um, which I didn't do until after I'd completed the game, uh, totally changed my opinion on this level. And there's so much hidden stuff here. And I especially like the, uh, the Cooper race in this one. Yeah. I think the, uh, the Cooper racing in, in this one is really fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it really promotes, uh, finding shortcuts really easily. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I found all the moons here, but I found a lot of them and there's, Less in this kingdom than the rest of the. It's game. one of the yeah. smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. I got. Yeah, you're, I, you're right. I got. Yep. Thank you. No, I can't, yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I got everything in this kingdom, but I I do love the like if you just look at the the pathway right the hills and stuff. It teaches you that you can roll with Mario, yeah. and like, and then it teaches you that the um, the frog exists and can jump really high. I yeah. thought that was really clever to start off. To with. be fair, I've been rolling with Mario since 1985, yeah, okay, so that's funny. Yeah, I really like the whole aesthetic of this kingdom too. Like, it manages to get give off that monochrome look to it, but at the same time, still stays interesting and visually like. I don't know, appealing, I guess. Um, but just like what Pear was saying, like when you get to this frog point right here um, and you get to possess it and then you jump for the very first that time, scene. that massive jump, that, fir- that first feeling uh, <laughs> is incredible. It, I almost wanted to like play the rest of the game or the whole, at least the level with that frog just because it adds this whole ni- new dynamic of like platforming in yeah. Mario. That transformation scene, like if you guys recall Majora's Mask, the first time you put on a mask, you link goes through hell as well. And like this whole sequence is so trippy. Philip, do, do you so recall good. Majora's Mask? There, do you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard of this yeah. game. Yes, uh, <laughs> the, he's wearing uh, the T-shirt. If I think, I think that uh, the idea of starting with the frog is really smart on Nintendo's part because it's the same basic mechanic. Like it's just yep. a higher jump, and what do you do as Mario? You jump. So the the way that they ease you into this possession mechanic is really clever, just by saying, "Well, here's something that you're already doing. Now just just do it higher." Yep. So, yeah, that's yeah. oh, so good. Yeah, and I didn't know that you could do that little flip that he just did there. Oh, yeah, if you and shake so, the controller, shake the controller or, he'll do I mean, like a little backflip. A, a, a lot There's of the a lot uh, of hidden Joy-Con jumps for a lot of the cap, yeah. like the yeah. hidden Joy-Con movements for a lot of the captured uh, targets. There's one level later on where you uh, you're navigating very small platforms with the frog, different kingdom altogether. I'm doing that. I think it's I know like the one you're talking about. You, if you do the shoot, the the shaking of the controller, you do do get more height with that backflip, with that forward flip, and like it's a little easier to land that Are one. Are you talking about the one with the purple waves? Yeah, coming through it. Yeah. I, that's literally the one I was playing that's before this one. that I was like pulling my hair out. I got one of very them. Very upset. But the second. St- oh. yeah. All right. Sorry. It's difficult. Moving on. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I did a rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's hard. 
Um, yeah, but moving on from there, uh, we get to the Cascade Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is also um, probably one of one of my favorite kingdoms. Not my favorite, but um, I love this kingdom. I love the look of it. We go straight from like the monochrome look to like this beautifully bright vibrant colored mm-hmm. like you know almost prehistoric looking um kingdom with dinosaur bones and this is where we also get to see the t-rex i guess for the first time right yeah. so that's that's really exciting that was a cool thing for me um what do you guys think well i think th- i mean b- what struck me the most was how much of a style departure it is from like sunshine 64 mm-hmm. like whereas like bonneton the first level is much more kind of like stylized like a, an area we've never seen before in a mario game but stylized this one almost goes for this like i don't know it's like it looks like Andrew Kazooie, uh-huh. right? Yeah. The background and everything. And then it has this realistic Universal Studios T-Rex in the middle. Yeah, like, let's get that out of the way. <laughs> That's just the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, it right? looks just <laughs> like, like Look at him. Yeah. I thought originally, if you recall, many NVCs ago, I thought there was a tie-in with Universal Studios. I remember they you saying that at that E3, yeah. Wasn't true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the mechanics, I, uh, I also really like winding up the, uh, the chain chomps. Yeah. Mm. And like just going ur, ur, on the, on the rocks and everything, like smashing rocks. It just feels so fun to possess the enemies in this. I, I sort of wish that, uh, Nintendo had revealed or teased the other captures and left the T-Rex a secret. Yeah. Because coming up on that hill and seeing that T-Rex, if you didn't know it was in the game for the first time, would have been such a, like, you'd see you're it like, and probably freak you out. And then if you're like, oh, can I possess this? And then you can, that would have been such a cool moment in the opening hours of the game. Um, but that being said, I think that, that regardless of whether or not you knew it was coming, it was still very exciting to, especially when you figure out that you can jump and then like leap out of that. Yep. That T-Rex is Mario to reach other platforms. Like, ah, it's so cool. And this one has the introduction to the first 2D level. We're actually seeing it in the video so version here too. And that was, part. I love that. Uh, I love that moment. The first time you step into 2D and you're like, and how oh, the music so changes cool. along yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 Also, like, this is like, this is Odyssey's Gusty Garden. Like, I think the music, like the sweeping, like beautiful. Explain Gusty Garden to those who haven't played all the games. Uh, it's one of the best galaxy galaxies in uh, Mario Galaxy and uh, there's like this huge open place to explore like the the orchestra swells it became a kind of like yeah. the, the official soundtrack for the game was the Gusty Gardens music yeah. I think the same way that Cascade like you hear this theme over and over in different kingdoms like when you start your kingdom uh, the, the Power Moon like objectives it's like in the credits mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just one of the better songs and they had, were right to have like the, the main kingdom you go to first gotcha, this music yeah. comes up and then uh, there there are already a lot of um, little things hidden in the water here as well, right? Yeah. You got that whole concept that you can go into a, a subterranean world with the T Rex down there, right? right? And and have very different mechanics, and then obviously a lot of climbing, a lot of uh, you know diving, and you find your first painting as well that connects yeah, you so to the world. Going under the waterfall and seeing the just the frame without the painting in it, mm-hmm. uh, because the the actual paint itself doesn't show up there until you've completed, I think until you've pl- completed the boss in this yep. level, really tripped me out. Because obviously that's a callback to Mario 64. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering right off the bat, like, oh, what does this mean? Does this have connections to like an entire – just another sub-level here or is this – you know, later we come to find out that you can connect the – almost the entire world in this game by by jumping through those paintings. So, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you've got the ultimate bling accessory, the cool chain chomp. Yeah, the triple uh, moon. Weird, weird, weird boss, right? Like style-wise, oh, yeah. like where the rabbits thing is 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 kind of an odd, uh, odd new twist for Mario. You know, ignoring the rabbits. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, not sure how I feel about the general look of the the bosses. I hate the brutals so much. But the mechanics are cool. Yeah, they're like fun the fights. Boss but fights are yeah. really fun. The design they're, is just awful. Like, there's look at some this woman. weird just, lore with them. We'll get into it later. I think. I think the uh, you know the boss fights are really cool in this game. I think they're very interesting and they're very suited for like that Mario type of um, gameplay experience because like they do add a lot of different and new mechanics but at the same time it's still very familiar feeling like you know I never wasn't I was never not sure of what to do in a boss battle like I always understood that you probably are going to need to jump on their head or damage them in some way like a classic Mario experience so well I think they're really clever in the way that they they kind of resemble a Zelda boss fight in that you have to employ something that you've learned in that level to defeat yeah. them. Like in this level, you're you're using that pull mechanic on the chain chomps a lot to find oh, yeah. power moons and and get through different objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it winds up being the same mechanic in the boss fight. Like you want to capture this chain chomp and shoot it back at at uh, Big Mama Brutal or whatever her name is. <laughs> so. Um, Garouk. I think that's. I think yeah. Her name is, her name is Garouk. Um, so I think that's really. I think that's really clever. Um, and you see it a lot in a lot of the boss fights in each kingdom. So yeah. Sorry. I I, I like this one. It's not my favorite. Like yeah. just geography wise, I I like some of the platform uh, sections and the two D stuff. Um, but this this is not this is not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah, I feel like it ranks yeah. a little lower for me as well. Yeah. But um. Another very popular kingdom, and I think it was my favorite kingdom once once I got to it, um, is the Sand Kingdom. And I know this was shown off a lot. It was actually, um, I think, the E3 demo for uh, Mario Odyssey, it was, one of the levels. It was actually the first thing we ever saw of Odyssey. That's right, when the, Switch, right. when the Switch was teased back in October of last year, uh, the one thing that we had to go on of, of a new Mario was him running into Toast Arena. And I remember people just losing their minds because it was like, is this or those kind of Spanish-themed Mario? Or is it like, an endless runner? We right, didn't know exactly, at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, that, that, uh, that shot of him running into those buildings was the first thing we saw of, of Odyssey you know, way back when. You're saying this is your favorite one? Because no. it is one of my favorites. I really like this world. You know, I'm probably going to say that like before every single kingdom. <laughs> like, it's so yep. hard uh, for me to pinpoint one. I was telling Pear before we started recording that the Luncheon Kingdom is um, my favorite uh, world, but I think that that's Boilers. probably changed <laughs> yeah. uh, in the middle of this, in the middle of recording this podcast. So I don't know. Um, but I definitely think that the Sand Kingdom has a lot of the best elements um, in Mario Odyssey. Like there's so much to do. It's such a, it's one of the bigger kingdoms. Definitely I think. one of the biggest. Yeah. Um, like you can obviously ride um, the Dra- Draxes. Jaxi? Jaxi. Yeah. Oh my goodness. His yes. name is, his name is Garouk. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the Garouks. Um, <laughs> I love this kingdom. I, I think this is probably like top three for me. Um, there's so, so much to do and see in this kingdom and it changes so much depending on the objectives that you complete, which I really loved. It's so varied. Yeah. Yeah, And there's a ton of like, it it does a really good job of sort of secretly introducing like, look what's going on here. I didn't even know you could do this. Yeah. That's my Um, you can secretly introduce, um, sorry. It secretly introduces little things to you. Like the idea of, uh, the hat jump. You know, like extending your jump using the hat um, to get across the like the purple goo that's out in front of the Jaxi temple yep. and get that power moon rather than just riding the Jaxi across it, right? And so it's those little things that are like, how do I get out there? Um, it does a really good job. This is where the game really starts to open up, and yeah. it does a really good job of teaching you a lot of the mechanics that are sort of <clears throat> behind the scenes. It's also one of the first ones where you start finding power moons that are incredibly hard to find. Yeah. There's some where it's like, there's moving pillars going to the side of a wall. You just dodge them. But like, what if you just sat on the moving pillar thing? It's like, oh, I'd be crushed. Yeah. Nope. There's a secret entrance, and you get a power move. Like, 
any other game that would kill you. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't go. That's like, don't go there. But in this game, it's like, hey, good job for exploring. Here's yeah. a power moon. Yeah, there are a couple of things I like about this world. First of all, the sand, the way everything looks is just gorgeous. Like, the sparkly sand and then the ice effects uh, were really, really cool. Random stuff. You find, like, a taxi frozen in a block of ice, you know? Like, it just kind of shows you how crazy it is. You find a little pond and you're like, it's frozen and you know you have to come back later and then, of course, you get a fishing mini mini game there. Like, the upside down pyramid. There's so much stuff in this, in this world. But my favorite thing is what Zach touched upon is like, once you figure out how to do the hat jump, things where you kind of stood in front of a, a pillar and you're like, how will you ever get up there suddenly become clear? And mm-hmm. you're like, you're, you're getting up to places that before it took you like 30 minutes to get to in a couple of seconds. And it's just like, I, I love this design, how they reward your expertise at the controls by giving you shortcuts and ways to solve puzzles faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think at E3, I played this demo area like three times and I, I felt like I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. And then they had the Nintendo Direct where they're like, oh, here's all the, the power moves. And they just scroll down like 60 power moves like, this is going to take me forever. Yeah. And like yeah. I kept thinking like, oh, I found everything. And there'd be like one more secret. Like oh, I've never been over there before. And I'd check it out and there'd be like – Three power moons hiding in one area. And how good are the Jaxi uh, controls? So so the, bad. I hate the <laughs> Jaxi. No, but it but it's like deliberately made challenging, right? Yeah. Like but like it feels so good when you hold down that brake. The brake and power and slider and like stuff. Power slides and skids sideways. Yeah. Like, it just feels like you've got this. It's almost like a powerful motorbike, and like it can't be restrained, right? And like then there are of course some of the challenges that can be really frustrating, like not falling off a pathway, trying to complete a, a the, race. The initial. Uh, Taking notes on the Jaxi, the, the taking notes challenges are the ones where you hit a, a musical note yeah. and then you a, a yep. bass clef or treble clef and then you have to like ride out and grab the notes and come back on the Jaxi. Took me so many tries and but I was so frustrated. Right? Yeah, I mean, finally like, when you get it, it's yeah. great. But like, I remember I was texting uh, uh, Brian and telling him like, I hate this Jaxi level so much. Like, <laughs> should like, how do I do it? Should I keep trying? So I think this is the kingdom too, where um, there's one of those moon um, missions where you have to like draw a circle or as, as close you to oh, a circle. walk in a circle. Yeah. Walk in a circle. Right. And so like, there's um, there's the hard version of it, and you have to get at least I think ninety percent. Yeah. 90%. yeah. yeah. Um, that it's so weird because every single time I would try it the first time, um, I, I would do much better. Like it, the requirement was only 60 and I would get like 97, but then on my second time doing it, I would get like, I don't know, 80 or, or 76 or something like that. Yeah. Just so difficult. Such a frustrating moon to so actually just, It would get. disappear the line after you started running. Yeah. The exactly. trick I found is like, I would just start running forward while paying the camera. Yep. That's what I, I did too. I found a way that it would just naturally follow the curve as long as i held the right angle he would just run in a complete perfect wow yeah yeah i did the one two one two one two like (laughs) kind of walking uh and and got a pretty good score that way uh this kingdom also has my favorite boss in the game probably uh yeah um reminds me of that zelda boss from wind waker that that, yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah that fight is super fun and uh i really love the mechanic behind it and uh when you fight him again later in the game it sucks but that's fine <laughs> i just love the point where he's like uh where you take over the fist and he's just like oh throwing yeah, the ice, throwing the ice views, and he's got like his back. his uh facial express expression changes yeah he's yeah. just freaking out yeah. he's like oh good 
It's great. Um, yeah, next up we have the Lake Kingdom, which introduced a lot of new, like, mechanics, like, I guess, uh, swimming. You can capture fish and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is really exciting. There's some really cool underwater parts. Um, I honestly didn't spend too much time in this kingdom. This is one of those that I just wanted to get through right away. Um, because I was honestly in a rush to get to Metro Kingdom as soon as possible. <laughs> this one is the one where I really like the Koopa race. Um, because they take I'm away so the stairs, to... right? The stairs aren't there. Like, you restore the stairs and then the stairs are gone for the race. And, like, if you do it right and you do a backflip and a, and a cap throw, you can cut short this entire underwater tunnel and really mm. ace that uh, race. And I was like, wow, they really thought this through. They planned this so well. Um, not, not my favorite world. I actually don't like many of the fish mechanics here. I think in a later level, there's much more fun, uh, to be had with water. Like I, the cheap, cheap stone don't feel that great. I felt like there, there's some missed opportunities here. Um, but certainly there's, um, there's some cool stuff you can do with, uh, you know, diving through, uh, like the glass, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the glass sections of, of the level, uh, enjoyable level. Not my favorite though. I like the water plaza, but I just felt like it was criminally tiny. Yeah, like, it was. It small. was just one of those levels. Like there are some small kingdoms and some big kingdoms. This one was like just terribly tiny. Yeah, like, I feel like there's just two areas and that's it. Yeah, it's really cramped. Uh, I also like. I'm not a fan of underwater levels in 99 percent of all games, and this this level doesn't really do much to change my mind about that. Like mm-hmm. I think some of the swimming stuff, some of the challenges, like especially the um, the Captain Toad challenge, where you have to like drop down that pipe a bunch of times. Um, that's stupid. Like, you just barely make it in time. And it's like, well, I will say the, the eels were pretty cool, right? The eels were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, those are some of the scariest eels I think I've seen in any video game. Level. You talking about those, like, those plant boys that walk upright? I don't like up, those. Up roots? Yeah, those guys aren't good. Yeah. I also remembered that when I first got to the kingdom, it's kind of like, uh, almost like a twilight mm-hmm. setting in the air. And I looked up, like, the huge canyon walls. So I'm like... This reminds me of that one Mario Galaxy area where there was those really creepy things looking at you from this top. I'm like, yep. oh, God, if they're in this game, I'm turning it off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Without, where are they? Where are they? Uh-huh. Didn't see them. I'm yep. nope. probably hidden the file somewhere. Um, yeah, so right after the Lake Kingdom comes the Wooded Kingdom. And now the Wooded Kingdom, I spent actually a pretty good uh, part of my day playing the Wooded Kingdom yesterday, just trying to collect some last last minute moons. Um, and I I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't really like the look of the Wooded Kingdom. I've, or at least I've heard of that. No? You haven't I heard like, this before? I like the red girders thing. Like it's so like reminds me so much of Donkey Kong, you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. I, I like, like the the um I don't know what you would call it. Like the That's, that's the joining of, of of tech and Forest, and forest, like nature, yeah. How yeah. there are robots cultivating gardens, not robots making more robots. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite levels. I love the Wooded Kingdom so much. You like uh, the I love challenges? The, I love with the aesthetic. The... I love that, that yeah. stupid little legs man. Garouk. I love the music. Yeah, Garouk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing about, like, the thing about Garouk was, like, when you first saw that character being captured, it, that mechanic just seems so dumb. Right. It was yeah. like, I don't, that's stupid. But once you get into, to the nuance of using that, that dude's little hops and yeah. especially that boss fight at the top of the temple when, when you have to come up underneath that dude. Oh, that's um, so cool. This guy right yeah. here, if you're watching the video version, yeah. um, such a good fight and uses this mechanic so smart. Uh, also it has to be said, probably the best music in the game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just, I would listen to that all the time. I, I love this little thing right here where he just, he just like flailing his arms as he's like 
smacking into the thing. Yeah, it's, it's another one of those little, like, character things that, that each of the captures has that just makes it a little, just a little like, bit unique. A little like, onion guy. When he's, when he's boosting up, yeah. you know, he does this little flap with his pedals and it just looks goofy. I like I, it. And, and again, like, this one really shows off the versatility of the controls and the powers in, in Mario Odyssey. Um, there are a couple of, uh, you know, in, in some of the kind of red girder structures, there are a couple of moons hidden in the walls mm-hmm. where you have to get high up. And like, I spend a long time figuring out how to do backflips, wall jumps, and cap throws to get them, and I got them all. And then somebody walked by and said, "Why didn't you just use uh, Garuk here? Why yeah, didn't why you just, just use the, the man? Yeah, the, the, the stilty bean, uh, yeah. bean rose bush, plenty boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, just for a second, going back to my aesthetics comment or the look of the kingdom itself, I think uh, what people were saying about it was just that it's not as like unique or interesting looking as like something like the Luncheon Kingdom, sure. where it's like there's so much originality to it, whereas this is more like just a forest level yeah i personally dig the look i think it's really cool i think it's really interesting um, i think it's gorgeous the 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 uh power buttons that that shoot out those paths of flowers that oh, like yeah. wind through the sky that you have to follow to get to some objectives i think that's super cool even like this area when you come back after the you know the main story like you return the flowers and the whole thing is a giant garden of yeah the boss flat. area, yeah. yeah. It just like, remind me like the the big boss fight in August All Three, just like the oh yeah, the way that the pedals oh, are like yeah, yeah. floating. It was, it was yeah. beautiful. There's one one of my uh, favorite moments in this is falling off the edge of the world. Oh, and going scary. to the the oh, uh, I hate that place. The the downstairs. It's scary, but it's so cool. Like you fall off this this ledge and you think you're dead, and then you realize there is another world below, below you. It. Like, yeah, I I just think that's so courageous to design the game like this where. The, there are some challenges off the edge where mm. you know you will fall, and mm-hmm. they designed it that way too. They want to get you close to the ledge just to have that moment where you go, "Wait, what? I'm not dead!" Right. And then you're in this creepy area, and you have to figure out how to escape. You can't get out any other way. I realize, like, you can't just warp back up. No, you, you, have, you have to, to use find the, your own the path stocks. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to oh, use those so beanstalks. Cool. And it, the only thing that that bothers me about that underground area, the the scary place, is that um, there's no map down there. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Just and a so mark. yeah, so it's just like. Trying to find power moons down there is a pain in the ass. Yeah, right about power moons down there. Yeah, trying to. uh, uh, I have like a a a difficult time when I do go down there to like investigate, remembering the the layout very well, so I can go and find a stock to get back up. It always takes me longer than I anticipated. So I I think it's cool as an idea of like a safety net or another a hidden area. I I just wish that there was like some kind of sub map down there or something. I also had one of the most. the stupidest, in my opinion, power moon, where you just fed a plant coins for like an hour. Oh, uh, with I didn't do like, that one. There's this little like money sack guy you can capture, and he just shoots coins out. And there's this little like flower in like in a river, and you can't do anything to it. I'm like, what do you do with this thing? Eventually, you throw a coin in it, and it like it eats it, and it starts starts growing. Oh, and man. you're throwing, I think, 800 coins at Jeez. this thing <laughs> until it finally sprouts into a power moon. Like, really? I spent 800 coins for this? <laughs> That's great. I love the little change pocket shooter thing. It yeah. reminds me of, like, uh, the Goemon games had this economy um, back in the days where you can throw the coins you collect and mm-hmm. it becomes a powerful projectile, but you're giving up your money that you need. And I love that they have the same. Earn those coins. <laughs> exactly. You're, like, using your hard-earned cash for projectiles. It's really cool. Um, the Cloud Kingdom is actually the next one up. I almost skipped it myself, but, um, <laughs> this thing, uh, this one was a little disappointing to me, actually. Um, I thought there would be a little bit more 
of a cloudy feel to it. Honestly, yeah. I didn't get that. Not from enough this cloud. Yeah, not okay. not enough clouds. Unfortunately, but um, it was it was just a tiny little battle arena, right? Like it yeah. was. Was this a fake out one where you thought you're going to yeah, Udong City? Yeah. Uh, there's two kingdoms like that yeah. where it's you think you're going to a place, and then you're like, oh no, here's a boss battle in this one kingdom, and that's all the kingdoms use for it. Like in like five power moons. So I hear you. It's obviously very tiny. What I like about it though, and is that there is more to do there once the game is finished. Yeah, right. you can like, go not, back there, and, and then you look at the moons, list of yeah. moons. You're like, what? No way! Like yeah. they can't fit that many moons into this tiny map. There's and not they did. that much. No, just like I, I wish like they they had like made more platforms appear. Because some kingdoms you come back to and there are things that there weren't there before. Yeah. So I wish like they had more I, like cloud platforms. Like I haven't a gone back area. there. I haven't gone back there. What are we talking about? Like Scarecrow Boys over there or what? Yeah, I like, know yeah. like platform challenges where you have okay. to get up high above certain death and like just navigate. There's also a the I think there's a pipe with like you have to a match like a Goomba. Mm. With oh. like, by capturing different like the face parts of it. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, re- that's it's like, really fun though. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. like if you you will forever remember which way a Goomba's eyebrows go after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've made some just real atrocities of, of Mario and Goomba's face in uh, a couple of those face match puzzles. Yep. Like you think you're doing a good job, and then they show you the photo at the end, and it's so. Oh god, awful. take it away. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, we're not talking about the boss fight that happens here. I mean, that's like one of the coolest boss fights in the game, and like you repeat it a few times. But it's such a it's such a clever mechanic, and I really love the way that that fight works. Yeah, uh, with uh, uh, Bowser and his punching hat. I love the reactions like that. That was a very expressive fight. Like when he throws his cap at you, you're like, "Oh shoot, what do I do? Throw a cap?" And he's like, "No, oh, no." Yeah. And then like when the, you put the cap on, he's like, "Okay, well, I can do this." And then like you start fighting him with your punching hat, and he'll like get knocked back. But then by the end, he he realizes what you're doing, so he'll like he'll change his animations to block. And you'll see he starts he realizes what's going on. Yeah, That's great. Also, yeah. his hairdo is awesome. No, I, I I really enjoyed that boss fight too. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's such a tiny kingdom. Like, I don't think anybody walks away and says that was their favorite. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh then, no, it's it's Philip's favorite. He's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, and then next up, uh, we have the Lost Kingdom, which was, I think. Pear was saying earlier that this could be his favorite. No, it isn't, but I really like this one. It's the one with the kind of like fleshy looking plastic plants and everything. But what makes that level for me are the caterpillars. Oh, yeah. The the weird uh, harmonica sound things. Because that mechanic is so different from anything you've done. Like before that, you have, you know, something that stretches upwards or you have something that jumps. This one is like you push forward and then you pull the butt in Mm -hmm. and like navigate like a bunch of like you can get a across pillars and uh, through like gaps in walls. I just think um, they just had so much fun with those puzzle moments in this game. I appreciated that this kingdom was the first time they were like, okay, you got to rebuild the ship. Go do it. Yeah. And they don't tell you there's no objective. There's no main path. You just have, there's like, what, I think 30 power moves in the area. Think, yeah, you can get you any find 10. 10 yeah. yeah. You just find any 10 you want. And this was, I remember when I first played it, I wasn't good at the cap uh, throw yet. I kind of ignored the cap throw. I'm like, that's fine. You know, I'll come back later for uh, more difficult challenges. And then like you're like ground pounding blocks to make like stairs rise. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you're like, you know what? I should really learn this move. And then 
you realize how fast you can get through this level once you know, you know, even just the butt stomp and like high jump, high jump. afterwards. Just yeah. to get up stuff. And you are encouraged by the Koopa race in this one. Mm-hmm. The Koopa race originally goes like straight down the level, up the stairs, over a moving bridge. And then you realize that no, right off the bat, you can take a shortcut cut up, up this pillar. And like, it's a race from the bottom to the top to that tree house in the top. And mm-hmm. it's so much fun to get that right. Yeah. I think that this level to me, and I don't know why I felt this way, but the aesthetic to me sort of matched. Like if they were to do an HD 3D remake of Super Mario World, I feel like that whole game would look like this level. Hmm. Looks like Donkey Kong Country. It does too. look like Remember Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like plastic. But this is this is kind of the world where everything's like you're saying sort of started clicking for me. Yeah. Like everything, so I really started to understand just how everything was working in this level and or in this game and that was like there's the uh, the puzzle where you have to find the five moon pieces uh, across the little stumps over the the lake uh, and you have to use that little worm guy to go to each stump and find them like that was really cool and then um the what was the other one oh the one that really did it for me was the there's a uh, a cage with a power moon sitting on top of a palm tree in like one of the the open areas and the only way that you can get that cage open is to trick one of the enemies to jumping off the ledge and like flying at it and breaking it open for you and exploding your cap in the process yeah exactly and so that that to me was one of those things where it's like this is amazing i've been thinking about like that that particular challenge made me think about the previous worlds and think Oh, I've missed a bunch of stuff like, because I didn't realize I could do something like that. And you're like, this. oh, there like, was a cage in uh, yeah. Toast Arena, right? Yeah. Like, and, and you're like, go back then uh, and try to solve that. Yeah. I, I had the same. Yeah. I had the same moment. Killer. Like, yeah. one, of, one of my favorite kingdoms, even though it's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. The next one Phil, is actually was that your my, favorite kingdom? my second favorite. Like, no, that, that wasn't my favorite okay. kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, unfortunately. Um, but the next one is my favorite kingdom. <laughs> uh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Good I'm choice. sticking to my true words here. I think that's one of the first things I said on my first appearance on NBC. You guys asked me, like, oh, what's your favorite kingdom in Mario? Definitely Metro Kingdom, now that, that I think about it especially. Because there's so many, like, callbacks in this kingdom to original Mario games. Like, obviously, like, there's that whole... Um, Donkey Kong segment, like right towards the end of that kingdom when you're playing through it the first time, which is amazing and, and unbelievable. Um, but there's also like other little things in that kingdom that sort of call back to like even earlier Mario games. Like for instance, there's like a movie theater on one of the streets that you can actually see a bunch of people walked up or lined up outside. Yeah. You walk in there, you can jump in a pipe, go into 2D mode and play the original like first level of Mario. Like mm-hmm. that was yeah. so cool. It's when- this whole this whole level is a celebration of Mario and like you you realize it of course when you get there and you know Pauline, uh, you have a, a you know her character obviously re- returning from the original Donkey Kong and the street names all that and you get the connection. But I feel like one once you get to the festival, the celebration, you realize how carefully crafted this game is that it has this mid, like this midpoint, this clear, like, clear, like, welcome to the second half of the game. Right. We're going to send you off in style. This yep. is the end of chapter of the first half. And that celebration is so freaking cool. Like I think- that whole 2D level while the music plays. And, you know, if you've never heard the, the song, obviously, before, it's an even bigger impact. It's just such a, such a clever, awesome way to celebrate a midway point to this game, but also the heritage of Mario. Yeah, I and I mean the, the sorry, you go ahead. No, no, cool. The the heritage of Mario is all over this level. Like the even back to the the, the theater that you're talking about, or, or one of the buildings early on in the level, you can see the arcade cabinet uh, art 
from the original Donkey yeah. Kong on the side of the building. And like, it's just little things like that, 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 that reverence and homage. Cause this is clearly a game designed by people that grew up playing Mario games. And now they're like, great. Here's what we're doing with our game, yeah. While respecting and paying homage to the older games, I and think look at the Donkey Kong barrels. Yeah, you know, it's so freaking awesome. Ah, uh, to be honest, I wasn't completely like sold on this game until I got to Metro Kingdom. Like, really? I was, I was very kind of like very, uh, I guess, cautious on it. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a Mario experience. It, it feels very similar. You know, they do some cool things, but you know, I haven't really been like hooked on it. And it wasn't until I got to this point where I was just like, okay. There is something very special with this. Like, I mean, look at this stuff. It's I know, so good. like, yeah, like I think it was just the, the marriage of the song, the uh, the effects, the people cheering you on. Like, there's just a huge celebration, and like, it never stops. It, yeah. It's also it was also the first level that that uh, people started talking about uh, spoilers for. Where, where they were like, okay, there's something that happens in the, in, uh, New Donk City that when you get there, oh man, it's just gonna blow your socks right off. And it really did. Like, yeah. I mean, it just, it's so impressive. I, I say this with zero hyperbole. I think this is one of the best, best levels ever created in any game period. Like, I think it, the way that it's laid out, the, the amount of challenges that are hidden in every corner, um, the reverence to the series, like it, it's a perfect level top it, to bottom. It's just a smile level. Like you're oh, just yeah. grinning the whole time. You're like, I can't believe they're doing this. Yeah. And like, it keeps going on and you're like, you just found a hidden power moon yeah. through a, through a pipe that some people may not have found like 600 moons into the game, you know? And it's so, like, just not even just this level part, but, like, the New Donk City as a whole, I think, was so good about, like, you know, building things up. Like, the way that when you first get to the kingdom after the uh, the first boss fight and it's sunny up again, you go in the kingdom and it's, like, you know, very kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a busy street day. And then you find musicians, musicians and everyone you find, the music in the kingdom starts growing up. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, it's this huge jazz going while you're just in the street. So after this point... And the game, every time you go back, it's this huge orchestra playing for you. Right. And it feels so, like, perfect. It feels like you're at home. And it's great. And, like, I think people were worried when they first saw, like, oh, how will Mario work in a world of humans? And it just really well. I still want to know what the deal is there. I'm still very (laughs) confused about why he's this, like, tiny cartoon man in a world of grown grown businessmen and women. I think that's strange. I want to know the lore behind Donkey Kong here. What what's going on? What happened to him? Well, he's a chimp. I know, but like, is this really him? Is this what his life is now? Is he <laughs> a caged a beast cage. to be right. defeated every to celebration? Be par- to be paraded out when it's time for a they've named the streets after all Donkey Kong characters. So where are they? Yeah, where are the true. Kongs? I really like cool. the I like the way they introduced this level. I thought it was really cool how they brought us like into this uh, with the pouring rain and the, yeah. yeah rainy oh, dark the rain was cool. Yeah, That's right, Metro yeah. Kingdom, and then you get to play as like a tank and yeah. blowing stuff up, which is yeah. really crazy. Um, but yeah, I just, I like that whole look and aesthetic. And then it opens up into this nice, sunny, beautiful city that's basically a giant Mario playground mm-hmm. for anyone to enjoy. So. Yep. And you can get around this level, like you were talking about with the, the Forbidden Kingdom, or I'm sorry, the, uh, what was it? Lost Kingdom. Uh, the way that, that it encourages you to use the, the triple jump with the hat toss or the backflip with the hat toss, like this, like conjuncture, like you can get from rooftop to rooftop and this level, this is a massive level starts to kind of shrink because you can uh-huh. you can figure out the quickest routes around it, and so you don't even have to touch the ground, yep. and you can still get half of the power moons that are in. There's like level. a Spider-Man two moment. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, and then when you see purple coins high up, just uh, you know, in the footage we're screening right now, you see purple coins on the on a like a skyscraper wall. You're like, wait, how, how do, do I get, get there? there? Yeah, like, or you just see a moon uh, like floating in between two buildings. You're like, there's no way I can get in between that gap. Yeah, that yeah. Is yeah. Insane. This, this is a fantastic level. Um, the next one after that is this Snow Kingdom. Now the Snow Kingdom is a very interesting one. Zach's already shaking his head. Interesting. I thought that one was me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do you like I, it? I, I thought it was level. okay. Like yeah. it, I thought it was better than the Cloud Kingdom. To tell you the truth, um, yeah. I didn't like. I like that. Um, you know, there's a there's a cool race at the end where you have to like possess one of their like cool as in temperature. <laughs> but <laughs> I disagree cool with you on the fun. Cold I outside. Think it's cool. Oh, I really? Like, yeah. So uh, if Altano was here, he would tell you about how boundary. much he hates that that bounding race because hit the last three power moons that he had to collect, he's collected all of them in the uh-huh. game. And the last three, he saved that race for his last three because he hated it so much. Really? Yeah. I, I, I like the whole mechanics behind the way that they implemented the racing. Like they I made it so unique. Yeah, like the whole bouncing Did you thing. you like it though? Um, it's like and, in, in, in Zelda games, you had like the Goron races too. I, I never loved them. No. In theory, it's a really cool mechanic, but in like practice, it's just like, oh, there's so many ways it goes wrong. And then you, oh. hey, like, oh, I bounced the wrong thing. Okay, the race yep. is over because I sucked. Right. Yeah, I can see how it could be frustrating. Hey, but you're all right. I, I just appreciate right. like the, you know, the fact that it's a new concept or a new idea for like a mechanic in a Mario game. That's true. Um, and I like that. I like when they try new things, when they're experimental. I definitely am happy that we don't have an entire game dedicated to that system but it's cool to you know me, to me the whole level felt like the design team saying well we need a snow level so this was what the snow level but like was. mario 64 had a really good snow level and i feel like this one doesn't quite live up to it i love I like the, this, this i like, love any of the kind of platform jump challenges where those those uh, those bitey monsters come out of the snow yeah that stuff's really cool because like you have to use them as a pillar but you also but have you to also avoid have to getting killed by them be quick enough to jump off of them I yeah didn't like how they were all relegated to like challenge rooms like this Kingdom was just one big challenge room. Like That's the true. town was underground. There's like nothing of interesting like the, on the surface. Everything's in little pipes or rooms. Yeah. I do like though that when you get to this, this level, you realize that this game isn't templated the same way that a traditional Mario game it's would. It's not. Yeah. You know, like you do have a town where the most of the, yeah, it's, ch- it's about challenges. Whereas like Tusta Arena, the town is like in the middle of this big sprawling kingdom. I really like that you never knew what to expect. Graver, yeah. is this all your footage that we're watching today? Yep. You're very good at Mario. Thank you. Yeah. Did that video guide and uh it's been it was fun. And it was fun. It was fun. All right. I, and that sorry, just we're running out of time, so we gotta keep moving. But the next kingdom on the list is Seaside Kingdom. Now this one I actually did enjoy quite a bit. Um this is Would one you of say my, it's your favorite kingdom? Uh I wouldn't say it's my favorite, okay. but it's definitely up there. <laughs> I like that one mostly because this is the closest to Mario Sunshine that we've gotten in uh in any of the newer Mario games. And like especially the the squirty fish mechanic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the hovering with the fish and having to ration your water yeah. to get to some of the higher platforms i thought was super inspired and this one is really fun to control on top of the water yeah i mean conversely the way that that i talked about uh uh water levels previously and disliking them i love this level because it has sort of a match of on land stuff and in the water stuff and then the the things that you can do in the water as uh as a cheap cheap as a fish are fine but the stuff that you can do with this little floaty guy that like farts out the water like that's yeah that it's so fun and some of those challenges that you get into with that dude where you have to you know uh 
squirt out one direction and then drop down and then like squirt out at the last minute. So oh, you yeah, can the side scrolling like, part, oh, right? So yeah. fun, yeah, really cool stuff. This is the kingdom where I first started freaking out about HD Rumble. Yeah, uh, there's a part where you go up the Rolling Canyon and those giant spiky seashells rolling down. Yeah, and oh, I was yeah, playing with the Joy Cons and I stopped. I'm like, wait a minute, and I stood still. And one came by on my right, and my right Joy-Con started rumbling. Yeah. And I turned around to the left, and my left one started rumbling. Uh-huh. And then I would just turn around, and it would reverse. Uh-huh. Really cool. And, like, it would just – the closer it got, the harder the rumble, and then it would just fade away. And, like, I was like, how does it know? So it sort of, it sort <laughs> of These telegraphs ice where it was coming from? But, like, I, if I would, I would run, and it would change, change depending on my position. On, so I'd so do a cool. circle around it, and I would feel it all the way around. Yeah, it's really cool. Great boss fight in this level too. Yeah, the octopus with good fire on his head. I like how it actually took the whole level over. Mm-hmm. The whole level was a boss fight. Yeah, and really I think someone had like an Easter egg where if you go to like Captain Toad, he has unique dialogue because you're in a boss fight. He'll say something different. Yeah. So like they'll like if you want to go explore while the fight's going on, go ahead. We'll have unique dialogue just for that. That's great. So in the in the spirit of keeping this moving, like depending on what path you took, obviously you may not encounter these levels in this, the same order that we did, right? But like I I experienced Seaside Kingdom and then I experienced uh, Luncheon Kingdom right after it, which is the next big level. And like you went from water being your friend to water being your enemy for <laughs> most of the game until you discover some of the the powers you can take. Yeah, right? I, I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, and Luncheon Kingdom um, is actually where I ended up next as well. Um, and it's obviously one of the more colorful, one of the more vibrant kingdoms out there. And I had a lot of fun exploring this level, um, just, you know, uh, similar to how, what you can do in Metro Kingdom, how you can capture those, like, cones and yeah, work you your way up the building. Yeah. yeah, you can do the same thing with the forks. And, like, there's just a ton of secrets that I was able to, like, stumble across there. Um, and then I also like the little different costume mechanics that they incorporated, too. Like, there's a broken down robot um, somewhere hiding behind a pot um, that you have to be a mechanic in order to get a moon from him like to you know to this, talk to him so if you're watching the video version meat. this is the weirdest moment oh, in the goodness. game where you take over a block of meat encrusted in salt and you twitch and your only move is twitch and it still has the mustache too. yeah that's great it's so uh, good <laughs> I love this kingdom. I think aesthetically, this is my favorite kingdom. Really? I love how psychedelic and weird it looks. Um, it grew on me. Yeah. yeah. I, when it, it was kind of funny because you say it grew on you when we first saw this kingdom in a direct or whatever it was. Uh, people in the office were like, what was that new kingdom? I hate it. It looks so stupid. And I was like, I'm all about it. Like, I think it looks awesome. So I, I really love this kingdom a lot. And I really like this boss fight. People don't like this boss fight either. And I think it's a lot of fun. I thought it was cool. It was a little bit hard. The, the camera was a little hard to control sometimes. Yeah. And like jumping up the stream there. But like, I love this nice like cream stew freaking level at the end. It's yeah. so great. I really appreciated how this kingdom changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the few kingdoms that where the map actually drastically changes when the volcano explodes and the entire yeah. left half of the map is different mm-hmm. even where you start out in the odyssey and like not only like the like some of the ruins disappear yep. there are new pathways and you can actually find like chunks of potato yeah in the lava where they weren't where, before right where it's like blown out of the soup and stuff yeah 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 i also cool. had one of the biggest spoilers uh besides the uh one in the metro kingdom there's a painting. There's a painting here that, yeah. yeah so I, I first saw it so at a preview event. Let's not mention event. it yet I until won't. we get later. But I first saw it at a preview event. I'm just like, can, 
can I go there? And like, no, you can't go there. So like, my oh. daughter found out about that level through this painting. And I found out by just playing through it. I yeah. didn't see the painting. So Goldfarb found the painting, and you can go to that level. And he was really bummed that they telegraphed that surprise. We'll get there. Really, but, I think that's yeah. really cool. What a yeah. what an awesome surprise. Well, then the next kingdom is the ruined kingdom. Now this is definitely the smallest kingdom, right? Yeah, the ruined kingdom. It has like what a total of maybe Two platforms. Yeah, and then like twelve moons, I guess. Or I think oh, it wow. actually has more moons than the cloud. I think cloud has like five and this one has ten. Really? I could be wrong. I can mix them up. I just know that it's extremely small. Um, I like the look of this kingdom. I thought it, you know, the obviously the dragon um, boss fight is really cool. I like that. Um, but there's not really too much to say other than that. I mean, it's so tiny. I it's the Dark like, Souls of Mario. But how yeah. cool <laughs> How cool was it to this come into this cool. level? It looks so different. And then you've got those swords stuck in the ground. You're like oh, yeah. pulling them out. You're like, why am I pulling out these swords? Like what happens? And then you you use that mechanic, obviously, in the boss battle. And then, you know, when you get back later, there are a couple of hidden moons that require you to like you've got like a rock that won't break and you have to figure out how to break the rock. Right. You know, like there's there's more with the the little swords and I think that boss fight was very entertaining. It, like, but it looks so cool. It's the too. best boss fight in the game. Yeah. Like it's one of it well Lord of the Rings. I don't know dragon. if it's the best. It's it's one of my favorite boss fights in the game though. I, I really and Justin Davis uh See, look who <laughs> works on an editorial staff was like telegraphing this boss fight to me for a long time he's like there's a boss fight that comes out of nowhere <laughs> that is so amazing that it like it's a complete game changer and he's absolutely right like this is such a cool fight i and love it and it's stressful too. Yeah. like oh, yeah. when you when you need to get up there quickly and yeah. you're, you're running out of time you're like ah you got these really cool moments of just kind of stress and reward for not getting hit nice did, job there did, did you all die on this boss fight i didn't no I don't think I did die on this. No, one. I died a couple of times. This is I the died, first. Yeah. This was the first boss fight that I died. Uh, I like how after you beat him, he just hangs once. there yeah. Yeah. for like the rest of the game. He's just like, I'm tired now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna snooze. Yeah. It's fine. Maleficent boss is really cool. Um, and then right after the Ruined Kingdom was Bowser's Kingdom. Bing, That's my favorite. Game. Yep, my favorite. Yes, which yeah. is a very cool looking kingdom. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I do love this kingdom. It's not my favorite, Zach. It's is not it? my favorite. <laughs> um, but I do like it a lot. Um, yeah. The, what did you the think? People just Com- want to know what your favorite kingdom is, Phil. I, I need to completely, learn it the uh, completely unexpected that they went full Japanese. Yeah, in love this it. game, I absolutely love that. And I brought up Goem on this franchise before, which you know. Uh, really embraced, uh, em- embraced. That would be the Luncheon Kingdom. Embraced, um, the, the whole kind of Japanese medieval style. This is a, you know, this is a samurai castle town with like lots of just Japanese elements like these, uh, like these, uh, you know, the Buddhist statues. Uh, yeah. This is one of my favorite puzzles in the game. If you're watching, there's a, there's a line of, uh, Jizo Buddha statues that you, uh, one is missing. And so you throw your cap on one across the level and walk it over there. And the, the little statue itself just turns into Mario while you're possessing it. I love it. And like the, there's a, there's an area you go in and it's like a, a, a side scrolling level on these kind of, uh, shoji screens, these mm-hmm. Japanese like paper screens oh yeah you've got all these lanterns all the the banners are dancing like crazy um it's just it's so charming and like in the past we've seen bowser's castle always with this like uh almost indian like sitar music Mm -hmm. and they just completely pull out all the stops for this town and then it has the best power the pokio bird the little bird with a pointy nose that can be used to like scale or drop down any vertical surface and even horizontal it's just so much fun uh the the Pokio bird is such a clever mechanic 
that it could you could literally have that be its own game. That could have been an like, indie game. You yeah, play yeah. Right? absolutely. Like, like it is, mechanic. it is so smart and so fun to use, and the the way that you like it challenges you not only to climb surfaces but like shoot yourself sideways and diagonal to get around obstacles. And then when you sh- have your final showdown with the Brutals, they arrive in this giant wooden mecha brutal. Mecha. It is yeah. super going on. And like, and so you so have good. to play <laughs> as this little bird and like peck your way up to the top <laughs> to attack them. And it, I just, I was. Laughing so hard during that encounter because it's such a ridiculous premise. It's the fact it's that so they built it from wood. They messed yeah. up. It's right? great. They didn't yeah. know you had a bird that happens to love. What birds. if you could also? Wood. What if you could also defeat that boss by uh, by possessing a fire bro? Oh, <laughs> just man, burn him to the ground. Just, just like instant kill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is. I, I absolutely love this boss fight. The entire level. It's a joy to go back to and look for some of the hidden uh, moons too because you have to scale some of the right. structure. I also like the progression of the music like when you first start out and when you get to like the inner courtyard going up like how the music shifts. Yeah. You can hear notes of Bowser's oh, like yeah. theme and like the Japanese style and even even the uh, the spark pylons use any other kingdom and just yeah. like a little like crazy electric music. You do it here and it has like a little Japanese like <laughs> twinge to it and it's the Co- and also the Koopa race is brilliant. In this. Oh yeah, like the Koopa race. At first, you're like you're careful. You're, you're just trying to navigate down. off the platform. Then you go crazy and you just like far jump off a platform. You're like, I hope I make it. You land in a pool of water and oh yeah, this is this is Mario. At its I best. think I think I, I might pull. Part. I think I might pull a Philip here and say that I, I previously said that the Metro Kingdom was my favorite, but this one might <laughs> actually be my favorite. This, oh yeah, this is such an amazing kingdom. Yep. Especially so. the fireworks and the clouds going off all around you. It just it's such a beautiful place. Yep. Yeah. And then you think you've seen it all with this level, and then what comes next, nope. Philip? And then, of course, right after that is the Moon Kingdom. Did which anybody else see this coming? I I, I, I saw the moon in the sky on the map. I'm like, they're they're going to do moons. Yeah, I think I from, like from, the, from the moment, every time you see Bowser's ship fly away and in a cutscene, it's going towards the moon yeah. every time. And then when oh. you get to New Donk City, the whole mural and the yeah. plaza, there's a giant moon there. I'm like, I the moon, you're going to go to the moon. Huh. I, 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 I see it coming. Interesting. I knew, no, I just the world map, the moon is like hovering there. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're totally going to do it. I, I like – not since uh, six golden coins have you uh, tra- traversed a moon level like this in Mario. So um, I, like, I like that the moon like kingdom <laughs> – you're right. You're so right. And, and it rem- reminded me a lot of like, you know, playing Galaxy. Um, I love how they change the gravity once you get there. So like you obviously have to almost relearn the jumps um, and the timing for some of them. So yeah, like, that's a little complicated, but it's cool. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I didn't have as much fun here. I didn't really like the look of it. You know, it's very bland looking. Obviously. Oh, it's the moon a little bland. For yeah, I wish yeah? I'd spruce up the moon a little bit, you know, maybe add some curtains or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of feel you on that. Like I... The idea that I had to relearn the physics for this level and we'll, we'll have to subsequently relearn them again when I go back to, to hunt for more power moons kind of bummed me out. Like, really? I, I totally understand it. Like, it, it, it's really cool in some places, but then there are some jumping challenges that just drove me crazy in the way that you had to, uh, uh, recalibrate how you were going to land or how far you were going to go or something like that. So, like, so while it was like cool that. that you could do these like insane jumps across chasms and stuff, uh, it, there, there are parts to me that just sort of confuse me. So it actually annoyed me. <laughs> um, only because I, I would have been fine with the, the yeah. moon jumping, but then like five minutes later, you go in the cavern, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And then it never comes back. I'm like, Oh, okay. So it just yeah, I can see how that gravity. Yeah, I do. The cavern thing is really awesome. Yeah, and then when you I get really the chapel, love the cavern run. Um, no, but I I love I love the physics that it messes with you. And I was just having fun running around like in the Mario Garden for the first yeah. time, and then you get to the frog, 
And when you're at the frog and you see this big, this big wedding chapel and you like, you get the frog power and he jumps absolutely ridiculously high. Right. And you saw a moon beforehand that was absolutely way, way ridiculous, high, yeah. high, uh, ridiculously high up in the air. I, that, that's where the level really came together for me. And then I do think the, the cave with the, um, uh, I played Super Mario World in Japanese, so his name was Budu, uh, Bull, the 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 football player, uh-huh. oh, the charge and shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and like when you get to actually play as him and smash through things, I I thought it was really. I was happy really to see him cool. again. I'm like, I missed you. Yeah, yeah he hasn't right? been around in a while. Yeah, uh, and I also thought it was really clever that the the way ostensibly the way you end that game is the way that you begin it. Like you possess a frog to get to your last objective, uh, and. In the same way that that first frog jump was like, wow, I can jump really high with this character. When you do it the second time, you're like, holy crap, like this is insane. Yeah. So, and then obviously, um, a big surprise for me and probably for the rest of you guys, I'm assuming, was the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, seeing Peach's castle, like I wasn't really expecting that mm-hmm. sort of like full blown re reliving of that castle, like getting to actually explore it. Um, but it's cool to see it in the game. Like I had a lot of fun. Running through there, um, finding Yoshi on top of like, um, yeah, the castle many, was cool. How many of you guys immediately tried to get on the roof to see? Oh, Yoshi yeah, that was the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, and, and like New Donk City showed me New, New Donk City had this whole Mario Donkey Kong homage, 2D homage, mm-hmm. and then you get to this, which is Mario 64, mm-hmm. and you can through, buy the costume. Through, you can buy the costume. Some of the challenges recall it. The whole point of like jumping into the painting, right? You can replay some of the boss battles. That was such a Awesome surprise. I kind of like expected it because there was so much chatter on, on Twitter and like I kind of half avoided it, but like I think people are telegraphing that this level was in, in, in the game, but, um, so cool to see it recreated. Yeah. Down to like looking into the sun in Gain the in, hallway, yeah. like you get a moon for looking into the sun. <laughs> yeah, everyone's reaction around. when they first find a power star. Yeah. And it plays a jingle like, wait, those are yeah. back in the game? Yeah, yeah, the stars are back. Um, but yeah, like obviously this is kind of like the nice bonus to the game. Mm-hmm. There was another bonus, but like you want to talk about the, the ending first before we get into the final level, which I think takes a lot of moons to unlock. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah. So what, what do you guys think of the final boss? Uh, Playing as Bowser, uh, with the musical backdrop of that like crazy like shred heavy, super Japanese uh, butt rock jam is so much fun and such a great way to end this game. Uh, I love the the last like the last encounter, just like tearing through all these walls. Like you really feel very powerful, like taking down these pillars to make sure that you have bridges and stuff. Like, I think it's awesome. Like, it's such a it, good way to end this game. It was catharsis. Yeah, man. totally. It's like they put you through this odyssey, right? Like you're out there exploring, trying to get back to your loved one. And you're like, it, she's always out of reach and he's always out of reach. You finally get to this moment and you see Bowser there and you're like, wait, can I throw my cap? And then when you do it and it works, you're like, this is freaking awesome. And you mm-hmm. get, you get to beat, you know, Beat up stuff. Yeah. For like minutes on time, you get to smash stuff. And then you go into the 2D pipe and oh, you see yeah. the 2D version. <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was like saying, this is awesome. Yeah. It's I was so having great. so much fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun running through as Bowser. I wasn't expecting that either. That was really cool. Just getting to play as him for the, I think that was my first time playing as, as Bowser, like in an actual Mario game that wasn't like Smash or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just really pipe. cool. Like we're seeing right now on, on the TV that it's just in, he's like insanely overpowered. He just has to shoot a fireball and it blows up the 
blocks like crazy. But it was it was really cool just getting to see the game from his point of view, even if you were just capturing him. There are not a lot of games that get this right. Like Half-Life 2, I think, was like that too, where in the end of the game, you basically get the superpower. You know, you like played around with a gravity game, a gun, and then you get this power where you're just in control. You're like right. Neo, who has mm-hmm. realized like how the Matrix works. And this game gets this so right that at the end, you're just destroying everything. You're breaking through the fabric of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. How'd you guys like that music too that was playing? It's so yeah. fun. It was yeah. so weird. I did not expect it at all. I'm just like, what is going on? I like, I like, think I liked it in the end, but I just like, what is, is this a different game? <laughs> I like, I like the ending song better than I liked the, uh, than I like Jump Up Superstar. Really? Yeah. I just, I can't. I like Superstar. I could die, I could die a happy man if I don't have to hear Jump Up Superstar one more and, time. And then there's just enough danger. Like this level is super easy, let's yeah. be honest. But there's just enough danger when you see all the platforms falling behind you that you feel like you should, you should keep moving. Like this is like when, when Sonic the Hedgehog runs fast and you get that adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. This level is all about pushing you forward. But doesn't really stop you with stupid stuff. I, I really appreciated how committed this level is to like just you having fun. Yeah, I so, agree. So, um, how did you feel about the ending scene? Do you mean the final scene? Uh, you know, if you're still here and you haven't finished it, obviously right. get out. Um, you you think you know both Bowser and Mario are essentially proposing to Peach, right? Right. It seems super out of place to me. It's it is very strange, but it is that weird kind of lighthearted, like core to the entire game. Like obviously she wouldn't choose Bowser, right? But yeah. like you're at this moment where you're like, well, why why should she choose Mario? No, I get that. But <laughs> why would Mario just go like, wait, I got to propose now? And yeah. just like not, you were, you were about to moment, like, walk Mario. confidantly towards like this like. I'm going to walk confidently towards her when I'm yeah. like two feet away. And then- I, I love the ending. I think it's really funny. It is yeah, funny. I think because it's really funny that she's just like, no, I'm just be- going to go do my own thing. Be- because it's like they set it up like she really never has a choice in these right. adventures. Oh, yeah. She's always whisked away by someone. And like, you know, like look at them like falling over themselves. And she's just like, you know what? No, I'm going to travel. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like very that's literally what ending. she does. Like, I is. really dig it. Yeah. 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 I also uh, like how they're just like, oh. You know, that, that kooky old Bowser tried to kidnap Peach, but hey, he's proposing. <laughs> it's okay, Bowser. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love that Mario and him are just like, yeah, that? right there. Yeah. Just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, going to be okay. He like ruined everyone's lives. What are you doing, Mario? Yeah. But it's like, it's this remind, reminder that the entire kind of quest is just nonsense. Sometimes it's like, hey, no, you, you want, you want to yeah. go go-karting later? Yeah. yeah, let's go go-karting. What does the spiky purple dinosaur want with, with Peach, right? Like it's, uh, it, it's, it's a strange and funny ending. Uh, but Mario's got his little moment there, his final moment where he jumps. I do like what they do with Peach. It just kicks off of Bowser. Cold move. Yeah. I do like what they do with Peach after when you, uh, go to the castle and it's like, oh, she's gone on vacation. Yep. And you have to go find her. And then you find her in each kingdom. And she has different outfits on. Yeah. She's got this really cool, like, black outfit in the Cap Kingdom and just like, oh, yeah, she's so got a, she's got a, a, like a yukata, like a Japanese kind of, uh, I love the kimono. When, yeah, when with the little flower the prints. Yeah. With the fire flower prints, right? Yeah. It was yeah. so, like, it was so nice. You're like, hey, I've been kidnapped. It's time to see everywhere that I she, went against my will and actually visit it. Yeah, she's going on her own odyssey and like she's not even bringing Mario along. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed the way the game wraps. And then, of course, there's a final reward for collecting even more moves. Two final right? rewards. Well, there are two final rewards. What do you got? Uh, first one was Dark Side. Yep. yep. Which was uh, 250 power moons. You unlock another kingdom, which yep. is technically part of the moon kingdom. It's like another side of it. And that's like the first like challenge gauntlet. It's like, okay, let's see what you've learned in two different ways. One of them is you have to go fight every brutal in succession and you don't get any more hearts. 
uh, ending with the Mecha Brutal battle. And you're also in Moon Gravity. You can cheese it with Peach, with a Peach Amiibo, of course. Um, but where's the fun in that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I gotta say, like, style-wise, I was disappointed that they were, these levels were basically the moon plus a luncheon kingdom, kind of like a weird ma- uh, mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was appreciative that they had spent all this time creating extra challenges. And there are some brutally hard, like, uh, you know, like the scarecrow challenge with the bullet builds that I think we did a separate video off. It's just so mean. There's some like borderline champions road stuff in these yeah. last two kingdoms. Yeah. Like, think, it is tough platforming. I think the crumbling road. Uh, one where yeah. you yeah. have to keep rolling and get the momentum and keep jumping and then yep. roll again. But if you hit the one roll, you're dead. Like, oh, those are hard. And also the, I love the hint art. I think those are such a really cool thing to do is to go like, here's some abstract art. There's a clue of a kingdom. Go find it. And only once you view it can you go and find it in another kingdom. Yeah. And there's ones where it's like you see a bunch of like different moon symbols. Mm-hmm. And one of them is highlight. Like, okay, where have I seen moon symbols? And it's only when you go back to the cloud kingdom, you look at the main platforms and they're all actual like mm-hmm. a whole moon, half moon, like quarter moon. And you would never notice that unless you were actually taking time to look at these different things in these kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I mean, this this game, it's like, I thought this game would have, like, 250 moons in it. Me too. I don't know. And then, like, I yeah. keep playing. I'm like, okay, this game is going to have 500 moons right. in it. And then you're like, all right, this game has a lot of moons in it. And obviously, they're not 999 because you get multi-moons and right. you can buy some moons. But that they spend so much time making sure that you know this is no anemic game. This is no quick cash in. This is a full fledged deep Mario game with just so much to do. And like the last challenges kind of reaffirm that where they spend a lot of time making something that is hard, but really rewarding too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. This is definitely one of those games that you can probably keep playing for a long time to come, especially yeah. if you're just playing it casually. You're not in a rush to 100% anything. Um, it'll last you a long time. I mean, I'm not planning on 100%ing it myself. I am. Um, <laughs> I have to. It's my plan. I am too. I'm yeah. I'm not anywhere close to stopping anytime soon, so I think yeah, it's that's be cool. that's been the biggest thing for me is like every time I sit down, you know, there's I'm still working on Wolfenstein Battlefront Two just came out. Um, I played Battle Chef Brigade. Uh, there's there's all these Assassin's Creed. I still haven't finished Persona Five. I'm sorry, Andrew. Um, but there's all these games that I still have on my list that I, I need and want to play before the end of the year. And every time I sit down and think, oh, what do I want to play tonight? It's always Mario. Like I always just want to play Odyssey for the last however many weeks since it's been out. Um, and like you, like I, I will 100% it eventually, but I'm looking forward to taking my time and figuring it out and, and, you know, like playing it a couple months down the road on a plane when I'm like, oh, I should, I should get back into this. So I'm, yeah. and the way it's designed, it really encourages you to just kind of jump in, obviously with the switch, pick it up on the go and do a moon or mm-hmm. do a scavenger hunt and try mm-hmm. to find something. It's like, I, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins as well. And like, you stop playing for a week and then you start again. You're like, oh man, what, what how do you I call doing? the Falcon? Wait, like, yeah. what do you do? Right? Like this game, because you've played Mario games for such a long time, it is very easy to just keep like pick it up three weeks later, just do a couple of moons and and just have fun with it. Absolutely. Did anybody get five hundred power moons yet? Yeah. Yeah. Did it said you went to the darker side? Yeah. So that's the the final, final unlockable area, yeah. which is like the victory lap of the game. You have everybody shows up on the moon for some reason cheering yeah. you on, like you can do it, Mario. <laughs> like uh Pauline's playing her band there on the moon for no reason. And then it just goes into like the hardest champions road gauntlet <laughs> where you have one life to live if you 
die at any point. You're back to the beginning. Yep. And it's like it's almost like it goes through almost all the captures. So it's just like, hey, you captured, um, you know, the uproots. How good are you? Let's see how good you are. And like put you on a moving platform with all these spiky guys coming at you. Yeah. To constantly move before you fall in the lava. Like I really like how it was like the the final exam of captures. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just such a perfectly perfectly organized game, you know, how you how you learn your special powers and then in the end like it really is the final exam, like can you handle it? Yeah. So you got to you got got to do that one. I know. I know. I'll get there eventually. Good luck. Um but yeah, that's um that's our show this week, guys. Um unfortunately, we ran out of time for question block, but do please email all of your questions if you want to hear us answer them here. Uh the email address is nvc@ign.com, so um I check that every day. So definitely make sure you're emailing us um but um yeah uh thank you guys very much for watching and listening we are a weekly show on ign.com but you can also watch us on youtube so definitely make sure that you're subscribed to the nvc channel and ign channel as well also uh we are on available on every basically popular podcasting service available so definitely leave us a review on itunes if you can um and uh before we say goodbye let's uh where can people follow you at pair Oh, just on Twitter, Pair IGN. I'll be around for Thanksgiving break, just catching up on all the games that we need to play for Game of the Year vote. Same. But like, I think it's safe to say that there are two Switch games that are high up on my list for that short, yeah. short list. Wink, wink, uh-huh. wink, wink. And where can people follow you up? Right? You can follow me at Raga underscore Fraga. That's two Gs in each one. And I've worked on the uh, Super Mario Odyssey guide. So if you have any questions, you can check out the guide. Let me know. Tweet me personally if you need to. I will help you as best I can can do it i've sent graber many a dm to ask him a question about how to get through stuff yep. so um and what i'm at zachary sd uh on twitter and you can also follow us uh at uh, nvc podcast on twitter as well cool and you can follow me at philip Mewson on twitter um and thank you guys very much for tuning in i hope you have a very very nice holiday and we'll see you next week get those thank- moons jinx <laughs> did you say get the foods Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.